Amen. Amen. I'm going to try to get you smiling a little bit. I got these jokes off the internet, so don't be mad at me, okay? Blame the internet. Why do scientists not trust atoms? Because they make up everything. I used to play piano by ear, but now I use my hands. What do you call an alligator in a vest? An investigator. Why was the math book so sad? Because it had too many problems. And the last one, did you hear about the Italian chef who died? It was so sad, he passed away. All right, don't take any of that off my time, okay? All right. Hebrews chapter 11, we want to pick back up in verse 8. Picking up back in verse 8, Hebrews chapter 11, starting with Abraham. We want to pick up where Pastor Devonshire left off. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 8 through 10, we'll read those. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out not knowing whither he went by faith. And this chapter here, we'll just stop just real briefly here. This chapter here is about faith in action. Faith in action. If you ever, let me tell you this, I, and I know from experience, I know from doing it and I know from not taking heed to those instructions. If you are ever discouraged in your Christian walk, and don't tell me you never get discouraged in your Christian walk. Why do you get discouraged in the Christian walk? Because our walk is not the way of the world. The devil is there to discourage you. He's there to kill, steal, and destroy whatever faith and whatever joy and whatever salvation that you have. He wants to take it away. And so the world is against you. We are swimming against the tide, against the current. So things happen and you may get discouraged. So go to Hebrews chapter 11 and read about the heroes of faith. I'll tell you from experience, I've done it and I have not done it. When you don't do it, you get more discouraged. So I encourage you to do so. But back to verse 9. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. I'm going to stop right there. So we think about the call of Abraham. It was not Abraham's call to himself to pack up everything that he had and leave the place called the, the Ur of the Chaldees, which is where he was from. That wasn't his own call. He didn't make it up of his own self, but God called him out of that place. God called him, and God had something very special for him as he would go there. God knew what was in store for him. So, of course, the New Testament was written in Greek, and so in the Greek language translated, when he was called is a present participle, meaning when he was being called or as he was being called, with that call that was ringing in his ears as, as God was reaching out to him, and so, of course, his name back then was Abram, that when God was calling this man Abram, when he was hearing that word, he understood what God was saying. And as God was speaking to him, he started packing his things right away. Faith moves immediately. Faith does not hesitate. Faith does not stop and try to 
ponder what it is that God is saying. If God says, I want you to come up out of that place that you're living in, that place of sin, faith doesn't say, well, let me think about it. Let me, let me decide if, if, if that's the best thing for me. No, if God is saying something, that is the best thing for us. So Abraham got that call, and he started packing up right away. Did Abraham know where he was going? No. Did Abraham know what he was going to go through? No. We don't know either. But Abraham answered the call, and you are here because you heard the call. Whether it was you were driving by, whether someone invited you, you heard the call to come. And so I am in the midst of a bunch of pilgrims right now. This is not my last destination, so to speak. This is not my eternal dwelling place. This isn't it that, that you know, if the rapture of the church does not take place, what is that? That, that? that God would call his people home. They wouldn't even, we wouldn't even die. We'd be like Elijah. Pastor uh, Devonshire taught about Elijah, that God had just called him and took him away. He didn't even die. God had called Enoch and took him away. He didn't even die. So that could happen for us. We don't know when the time may come. But should we pass away in this life? This isn't my final destination. Heaven is my home. That's where I'm trying to get to. That's where I want to go. My address is up there somewhere where that mansion is prepared for me. That, those many rooms are up there prepared for me. And so we don't know how long it took Abraham to pack. It may have taken him weeks, but in his mind, he was already on the way. He did not stop to answer the, the, the call of God. He did whatever it took, and then he went. This is the life and the attitude of faith that comes with a willingness to leave your Ur of the Chaldees. It comes with the willingness to say, God, I'm going to leave sin behind, and I'm going to go forward hand in hand with Jesus Christ. I'm not going to stay behind. I, I, if I had to leave mother and father, so be it. If I had to leave brother and sister, so be it. I'm going to this place that you called me to. No, I don't know what the storms may bring my way. No, I don't know if it's going to rain. No, I don't know if I'm going to have this and that and the other when I get there. But I know, God, if you call me, you'll take care of me. And so we go. Faith says to go. We leave the system of this world and we go. Abraham didn't know where God would call him, but he knew one thing, that he had to leave. A faithful person, a faithful pilgrim does what God has called them to do. Verses 11 and 12, the power of faith. Verses 11 and 12. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky and multitude, and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. Faith touches the invisible. Faith accomplishes that which is impossible. It was impossible for Abraham and Sarah to have a child. And when God said that word, Abraham was 75. Sarah had been barren her whole life. She had not had a child before. And now she was in her old age. And they said, 
okay, all right, God. It was impossible. But faith does things and believes things that are impossible. And when you believe God, what did Jesus Christ say? All things are possible to him that believeth. It takes faith to go out there and not worry about what other people are saying, to go out and be a soul winner. Sometimes the people just look at me funny. Sometimes they just keep on walking. And so I just keep on going, knowing that there's an eternal destiny that everyone is bound for. And I want to help them get on the right side of that destiny. And so it takes faith to go out there and tell people. It takes faith to go out there and say, okay, God, I'm going to believe you. I'm going to believe you no matter what. Even though my life has not been what it should be, oh God, I know that if I do what you're calling me to do, God, you will start the fruitfulness now. Sarah was 90 years old when she had that miracle baby. Why? Because faith believes that God can and that God will. Verses 13 through 16, the positiveness of faith. Not the negative part of faith, the positiveness of faith. We'll read there. These all died in faith, not having the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better country, that is, in the heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. You have to think about this, Abraham, the patriarchs is what we call them, the, the fathers of the faith. We call them Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. We have to think about this. God made Abraham a promise. That when, when he finally, remember, we finally separated from Lot. God had told him, okay, you know, they were, they were fighting, their, their, their herdsmen were fighting. And so Abraham said, okay, Lot, you pick out whatever land you want, whatever you want. He saw the luscious greens of, of Sodom and Gomorrah, so he took off there. And God said, Abraham, I want you to look to the north, the south, the east, and the west. All of this is going to be yours. Your seed is going to be as the sand of the seashore, innumerable. Abraham had no children. Abraham had to believe God. And so that same promise was passed on to his son Isaac. He said, you're going to have all of this land, and God made a few more promises. They got nothing. <laughs> okay, Siri, you going to join me for Bible study? <laughs> and this phone, man. I wasn't talking to you, Siri. When I need something, you don't answer. <laughs> but they didn't get anything. But they continue to believe God. See, that's, that's the thing about faith, okay? Well, maybe it doesn't happen. You come down here. It's, it's Thursday night service. You come down and you pray for the Holy Spirit. You pray. You ask God to fill you with the Holy Ghost. God, I need the Holy Ghost and fire. God, I want you to fill me, oh God. God, I'm ready. You come down and you pray and then you look in. You want that feeling and the, the, the burning and nothing. You don't get anything. What, do you just stop believing God? 
Faith says, I'm going to keep going. Abraham and Isaac, they didn't see the promise at all, but they kept on believing. We're not looking at their lives and seeing that the things that they did and, and how they messed up. No, they're heroes of faith because they kept on believing in what God would do for them. They believed all the way to death. We had an overseer. It's, it's Pop Gaylord. Some of our ministers and maybe some of you that have been around a long time, you're familiar with Pop Gaylord. Pop Gaylord, he, he was a man of faith because, because of Pop Gaylord's uh, sacrifice and his, and his vision for uh, the, the military soldiers, uh, the soldiers, airmen, you know, Marines and, and, and the Navy and the Coast Guard because he had a vision for soldiers and sailors that were dying and going to hell. And he started a serviceman's work, a place where, where uh, GIs would be able to go and be able to be preached to and then be able to be outside of the barracks. And this was, this was back in the early days before the organization was even known as New Testament Christian Church. Because he had a vision, a lot of us are saved today. I'm saved today because that man had a vision, what, 40 years or whatever it was, 30 or 20 years or 30 years before I was even born. He had a vision for God. And Pop Gaylord was a man of faith. He was always moving. He's always doing something. He's always trying to, trying to do something for God. So it, it came time, a point in his life where Doctors told him he needs a five-way bypass surgery. It gave him a 30% chance to live. Some of our ministers, they went to go see Pop Gaylord when he was in the hospital. They had him tied down to the bed. Why? Because he kept pulling the tubes out of his nose. He believed that God was going to heal him and God was going to do something for him. They went to go see him and he said, God's never lost a battle. So he went through the surgery and succeeded. He defied the doctor's beliefs. He lived several years longer than they thought he would. Why? Because he still had faith that God could do something in his life. So I want to believe like that. I've been in a position where the doctor said, hey, there's not a whole lot we can do for you. I've been there, and I've listened to them and, and, and been going down, down, down. Next time it happens... I want to believe God, that God's going to take care of me all the way. Even if it doesn't happen, I'm going to believe to my last breath that God still can do it. And hey, when I get to heaven, it'll all be done anyway, amen. He'll fix all my, fix all my problems. I'll be able to see out of both eyes more clear than I've ever been able to see before. Still believe in God. So that's faith, the positiveness of faith. We have to believe. They died in perfect hope, Abraham and Isaac. This is the person of faith. God's promise is as good as the reality. All God has to do is say it, and I believe it. It is so. Amen. So it's people of such faith that God blesses. And as it said in the verse, he is not ashamed to call them, their, his people, He's not ashamed to be called their God. I want to live a life like that where God's not ashamed to be called my God. Sometimes we just, you know, I, I preached about this before. That I, I, I believe that God, sometimes he looks at our lives, boy, and it's just so boring. Like, why don't they show faith? 
Why can't they have faith for me? All these things that I, that I had these men and women go through, and, and I had these, these men that put the Bible together, write this down in the Word of God. Why can't they show faith? When a show is born, what do you do? Change the channel, don't you? If the game is boring, especially if your team's not winning, <laughs> you change the channel. God wants to see action from us. He wants to see us do something. And don't think that God won't just extend out a hand and say, hey, this one's right at the edge of the cliff. Let me help them. I want to see them do that again. Show some faith. Amen. Verses 17 through 19. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. He that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. This is faith's test, or the proof of faith. Abraham went through a test. The Bible, as we said, that, that God tempted Abraham. Really, it was a test. There are two versions of that, of that word, uh, tempt. It means, you know, to tempt in a, in, a, in, a, in a bad way, but also to test. God tested Abraham. He had already told him that he would get the promises at 75. He had to wait 25 years. We don't want to wait 20 minutes for anything, right? We got microwaves here in America. We don't have to wait for anything. We got Amazon. I could get it today if I order it early enough. I got Uber Eats. I don't even have to leave the house. I can get it right now. So we're, we're in this uh, popcorn generation. We're trying, I'm trying to, trying to teach my daughter um, delayed gratification. What's well, hard? She's four. It's not easy. <laughs> can I have this now? Please? Uh, do, you, do you understand? Please? You forgot to use your words? We'll put a little, set a little timer here. Let's see, let's see how long you can wait. Delayed gratification, all right? We're trying to do that now. And so he had to wait. He was tested here. The proof of Abraham's faith was his willingness to give back to God everything that he had, even the miracle baby. Are you willing to give it back? Reverend Keckle, Reverend Keckle, and I, I, you know, if I don't say this right, I don't know if he's listening, but if I don't say this right, I, I, hope, I, I hope I can get it right one of these days, but... From what I understand, Reverend Keckle, before he got saved, he was a great guitarist. He would play, he could play, you know, uh, Jimi Hendrix and all these other things. So he got saved and he felt the need to give it all up, to give it all away, just to give it back. You know, the music had been associated with his old life and he was just willing to give it away, just give it back. But then he found out, you know, he could play for God. He was willing to give it all up, but God gave it back to him. He's a great guitarist. He's, he plays the piano. He can sing. Got a great ear for music and everything, starting choirs and different things like that. If you're willing to give it up, whatever it is, God will give it back to you in abundance. And you use it for him and for his glory. Abraham was willing to give up that miracle son that he had been waiting so long for. And what happened? Abraham obeyed. How is that possible? Because Abraham had faith in God's promises. You got to stick this thing out. You can't quit just because it gets hard. 
you got to stick out your relationship with God. And our relationships with men and women, that's one of the problems that, that, that especially that I read about young people, don't know how, how to cultivate a relationship. So if things don't go good, I just cut them off and I'm done with them. No, you've got to learn how to cultivate a relationship. i got to learn how to stay married. Amen. I can't, oh, I'm tired of you. No, no, no. I'm not the nicest guy always, all the time. I don't remember that all the time, but we have to learn how to cultivate. And so the same thing with our relationship with God. Don't think that the water is not going to be built up on the, on the side, you know. Don't think that it's not going to rain. Don't think that God is not there just because you prayed and nothing happened right away. We're not Elijah. <laughs> Elijah prayed and they had, they had the storm, you know, they had the drought. Elijah prayed and the rain came. We are not Elijah, amen. We got a long way to go before we get there. But don't give up just because it's hard. You don't see the, the effects right away. Don't stop. Abraham, it took him a long time to, to be in that relationship with God. I think it was, it was almost 50 years he had been serving God when God had told him to give up his son. And so Abraham knew that God was going to do something. God would, would raise him back from the dead. Why? Because God keeps his promise. God had said that, he, that Isaac would be the start of that seed. And so God would do whatever he had to do. If he went up there with that knife and he killed that boy, God would have done something. Because Isaac was supposed to be the start of all that. The same thing in our own lives. When you come unto God through Jesus Christ, he is going to be there for you. The Bible says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's a promise. God will be there for you. But don't quit. Don't give up. Keep praying. Keep pushing. Keep going. Abraham believed God. The promise was unconditional. He knew God would do whatever it took. And so the thought of sacrificing his son probably hurt him. I would think it would. But we don't see Abraham checking with his wife. We don't see Abraham stopping to, to do anything, get any counsel from anybody. The Bible says Abraham obeyed, got all the things that he needed to go and make the sacrifice, and he went up there, and God provided for him. Starting in verse 20, verses 20 through 22. By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. By faith, Jacob, when he was a dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshiped, leaning upon the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. This is a faith that defeats death. The faith that defeats death. Three men of Israel, three patriarchs, Jacob. So we have Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph, they tell us the power of faith in the face of death. The power of faith in the face of death. They didn't always live that perfect life, but they trusted God just as we do. We don't trust God perfectly all the time, but we still go forward. We still trust in him. We still say, God, I believe in you. I'm going hand in hand with you. Sometimes I trust you, God, for everything. And sometimes I'm wondering, when's the money coming? <laughs> when's it going to get here? God, I paid my tithes. When's it going to get here? Well, I still believe God. 
In spite of all of these things and all that they went through, their names are still here. We think of them as models of faith, the faith that they exhibited all the way to the end. These were God's promises. They knew that God was a covenant-keeping God, a God that cannot lie. And we understand about Jacob. Jacob, as I preached about, he wasn't the, the model person at all, but God still had a covenant to keep. God still had his part of the bargain. And so you messed up. So you didn't do it right. So you sinned. God's still keeping his part of the bargain. He still said, whosoever comes and gets cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, God will cleanse him from all sin. God still keeps his part of the bargain. God doesn't throw us away. God has no throwaways. We were taught that in Bible school, and I'm so glad that we were, not only to deal with other people, but to deal with myself and my own failures. Amen? God has no throwaways. But they died knowing that the promises would come, knowing that the promises would come. Verse 23, one more. By faith, Moses. Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child. And they were not afraid of the king's commandments. They weren't afraid. Moses' parents, they weren't afraid. The king said, kill all the children two years old and under. They weren't afraid. He said, we're not killing our children. No, we believe in the promises of God. We believe that God is able to keep us. And we don't know what it is for, for this boy's life. We don't even know his name, really, until he went down to Egypt and, the, and Pharaoh's daughter took him out of the water and called him Moses. We don't even see him named anything. It's not, it's not, it's not listed in the word of God. But he was the son of the living God. We know that. His parents believed God. It takes parents that believe God. This was God's will. They were willing to risk their own lives. Had they been put out there and somebody told them, hey, they, they saved their, their children's life. Maybe the Pharaoh's army, some of his soldiers would have came down there and killed them. They thought it was worth it. Our children are worth it. They're worth it when we tell them about God, when we, when we when fuse them with the faith of God and the love of God and what God can do in their lives. Our children are worth it. Why was it that Moses was able to, to break the chains of, of Egypt? Because they said that Moses could have, had he stayed in Egypt, he may have been the next Pharaoh. He may have been the man. Isn't that what some people are just aiming at? I want to be the man. I want to be on... On, on Twitter with everybody with 10 million followers. I want to be the YouTubers making, you know, $10,000 for every video. I want my entourage with me. I want the ladies to be looking at me or the ladies having the men looking at them. I want to be the man. But Jochebed, she instilled in him the, the word of God and the faith of God because she became his nurse and took care of him, you know, through the grace, through the grace of God. And she was, she was putting that in his mind. 
and telling him about God's people and how God would, would make a deliverer and how God would, would do something to set those people free and how they would have all of that land. They weren't there to be stay in Egypt for the rest of their lives. No, God would set them free. And so she put that in his mind. And so when that time came, when he saw all the treasures of Egypt, he decided that they were nothing because God was everything. And he left it all to get everything in God. And so we tell him, we tell them about what God can do in their life. We tell them, we infuse them with that. This is the kind of faith that everybody needs to have, all of us. Faith that accepts the plan of God. When we try to change God's plan, I'm closing here. When we try to change God's plan, what happens? Remember a woman named Sarah? <laughs> Married to a man named Abraham? He said, you take my made. You go into her. We'll have a child that way. They're still fighting over there in the Middle East because of that. Because those descendants of that boy Esau, Esau. Ishmael, those descendants of that boy, that's where the Palestinians came from. They're still fighting over there because somebody tried to change the plan of God. And so if God wants you here, you stay here. If God wants you here and serving him and loving him, you stay here. Don't you try to change the plan of God. You stick in God's will. Stick your feet in that proverbial mud and say, the devil's not running me out of here. I'm going to invite people and do what I can and live for God. If I mess up, Lord Jesus, pick me up, dust me off, and help me to keep on going. Faith that accepts God's plan. Let's get ready to pray. We're going to dismiss from here in prayer. Almighty God, thank you for your goodness. God, thank you for these men of faith. Thank you for their ability to believe, and thank you for having it to be written down. No, they didn't do everything perfect, and neither do we. And that's why we look at their lives and say, God, if they could do it, we can do it as well. So God, help us as we endeavor to live for you. God, as we pray, make yourself real. God, as we invite others to your house, God, help us to show them the love of God and help us to let them know that it's all about Jesus, who he was perfect, and we can live through him. God, help us as we endeavor to come back and, and do what you want us to do. Let us be back in the next service. God, ready to receive something from you. God, we pray for Pastor and Sister Devonshire for their service there and for their labors for you. God, keep your hand upon them as they travel and bring them back, God, so that we can all worship together as a church family. God, we ask these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.